0: the podcast critics have
1: spoken
2: has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before and wow that was long and i don't have time to listen very busy sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon uh he did win an award in 2011 stop living in the past what else with Corey mann wherever podcasts are sold Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast
1: Network. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that has to search for its initial review of The Phantom Menace to be punched in the face by a younger version of itself. It's Sif Pop. (laughs)
2: Was that your first review?
1: That was uh, that was a, that was a bit of a lengthy one. That was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but was *Phantom Menace* your first? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. no, no, not at all. Welcome to Sif Pop Streaming Live. Most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed. Plus, well, of course, your patron patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm your host Aaron Dicer, and he's my co-host and someone I'd go 88 miles an hour to spend eight days a week with. Whoa. It's Andrew Ormsby. Ooh, thanks, buddy. Each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Well, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's going to be a good show. I'm excited to talk about both the things we're talking about today, Yeah. Um, and which is Gemini Man and El Camino yeah. out uh, on Netflix. Uh, and then, of course, we've got some other fun stuff uh, as well. We've got our Buried Treasure, um, and we've got a Best Ever Challenge of movies with twins and yeah. them, which should be a lot of fun so excited to get to all that um but you've got some story time yeah some andrew some some andrew ormsby story time to kick off the show today yeah so if what's you, going on man if you guys haven't noticed how i look like i did like
2: a one week coke alcohol bender <laughs>
1: i was no i hadn't noticed that
2: well my I, did, I went to a Halloween party last night, oh. and I couldn't fully get all of the the paint off of my face. Okay. I went as a sexy Viking. Actually, I went as a Viking. It just well, you can't it turned it. out to be a sexy right. Viking. Right. You can't help yourself. <laughs> that's, that's why I got like this on my hand uh, yeah. or something I mean, like that. Yeah. You can't
1: help yourself, but, but go. Uh,
2: I went to the mall first, and there's the, the shop there, Earthbound. Yeah. And uh, they had this necklace there. It's a Idrisil, which is, you know, Viking, like the world tree and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll wear that tonight for the Halloween party. And uh, I get to the Halloween party, I put on the necklace and I'm walking around, you know, just talking to people, having a good time. And uh, the entire time I'm there, I'm like, this house smells like weed, like really, really bad uh-huh. weed. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess somebody's, you know, just up in a room somewhere, just smoking a joint or somebody's something. Somebody's having like that. a good time. Yeah. So party ends. I'm on my way back home and I'm like, Man, I still smell like weed. This is insane. <laughs> get home, shower, you know, do all this stuff, try and get all this makeup off. It didn't really come out of my eyebrows or my eyelashes. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then I'm like, why do I still smell like weed? Uh-huh. And then I look down and I start to sniff. The necklace I got at Earthbound, I guess, was uh, shipped in like a crate of like their hemp oils and stuff like that. Uh. It smells so much like weed wow and i just had to imagine because i thought it was the whole house and it was just it was me. just you so everybody's walking by me going that guy is baked <laughs> that Which, sexy viking has been doing is, some ganja exactly so that was a kind of like one of those like oh, he puts the leaf in Leaf that's a great pull right Thank there, you. people. That's Thank a you. great pull right that's there. That's why I'm here. If that's a dad joke, that might be the most clever <laughs> dad joke I've ever heard in my life. Um, so I just imagine, you know, in retrospect, I'm looking back, like, how many people thought I was just, you know, token the entire right. party? Right, right, yeah. Which, I don't, I have smoked weed, but I don't smoke weed, so right. it's like one of those things, I'm like... That is, for all the people who don't know
1: me now, they're going to have a weird... The, you think the necklace was that strong of a smell? Did you, like, wash it since then? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I gave it a full pine saw bath. Nice. Yeah. Wow.
2: Honestly, it was It was definitely potent. Like,
1: That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So. Well, we're glad you sobered up yeah, for, yeah. The, for the show today. Yeah. <laughs> You're a uh, I think this is all an elaborate, you know... The sure makeup, the necklace that smell bad. Yeah, we see what's going on here. You know, smoking pot doesn't give you smoky eyes. <laughs> well, it should. Uh, all right, man, you ready to get into it? Oh, let's do it. All right, let's kick it off with some Do We Care.
2: Every single week, I scour of the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide, do we care? or not. Number 1. Blizzard Entertainment is facing huge backlash after banning and withholding prize money from a Chinese Hearthstone player for supporting a democratic Hong Kong. Ooh, this is where we're kind of getting into a little political talk some politics here. <clears throat> but
1: it's definitely entertainment news. Yeah, well, I will say this right off the bat, I haven't d- like studied the China situation enough to even have an opinion on that, but what's fascinating about the Chinese government, yeah. I say fascinating um is because it's a you know somewhat of a totalitarian government it's is communist they can do stuff like this like they can control what people say and or, or they can try i should say
2: okay let me so, explain mm-hmm. um the hong kong government isn't responsible here i'll give you a full thing on it so hearthstone i'm sure you know what that is yes so a very prominent hearthstone player from china um, went on a talk show, and he was saying like he was wearing the the mask and the goggles and stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of like associated with the com or the Hong Kong democratic uh, protests that are going on right, right now. Right, And uh, he went on this uh, talk show, like this e talk show, and uh, Blizzard saw it. Blizzard, an American company, saw it, and they banned him from future events and they withheld his prize money because. He, an American citizen, supported the Hong
1: Kong protests. This is fascinating because the same kind of thing is happening in the NBA, the NBA. in the NBA right now yeah. with the Daryl Morey uh, comments, and this is this is fascinating because it's what happens when you actually have a government that has a uh, an economy that businesses need to survive, and I think you start to see the power of money, right? Like, you start to see... I think they said there's over 1 billion Blizzard accounts in China. Right. And China could shut all those down tomorrow if it wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. Right? So, it's, it's a fascinating thing, and it will be... Really interesting to see how companies handle it in an era where, the you know, I mean, you look at the movie industry. The movie industry has dramatically <laughs> been impacted by the need for movies to do well in China because yeah. the economy there is the, you know, um, the the big economy in the world. So yeah. and it's I, fascinating.
2: I'm making an assumption here, but I'm sure you're not watching this new season of South Park. Uh, no, yeah. no, I'm not. That's like the theme for this entire season is going to be uh, communist China, like... Yeah. Controlling the content that comes out of like Hollywood and stuff, so they're like playing into that really hard, and it's hilarious, I think. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, there's been huge backlash stateside. People are canceling their Wow subscriptions and stuff like that. I did. I I, I went along with it because I'm like, yeah, it's a really crappy thing to do, too. Yeah, but uh, you know, Most money doesn't talks. seem fair. Yeah, money talks, and it's a sad thing to see.
1: It is people. It's, it, I I long for a a you know post scarcity world where money doesn't have that kind of power. You know where people yeah. can be uh, you know fed and have their needs met without having to worry about you know any kind of economy. Yeah. Um, but that is not a place we live right now. That no. is for sure. Number two. Yeah, go for it. Warner Bros
2: is working on a Training Day prequel. Hmm. And, um, you've seen Training Day. Like, obviously, they can't do a sequel to that movie, (laughs) Uh, but a prequel. I don't know what story would be there. Would it be like how Denzel Washington's character like turned to the dark side or something?
1: I mean, maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's about uh, maybe they take uh, Denzel's son uh, and have him play like a younger version. Of him and how he was, how he got into the police, like his training day and what turned him into the person that he was.
2: I just think it's weird. Like out of all the movies that Mm -hmm. you could do a prequel for, training day would not be the one I'd be like, guys, you remember how great training day was? Yeah. Let's do another (laughs) one. But he's dead. Yeah, let's, let's do a one well, before. You know, it's like there, like there's one uh, producer out there who's really into training day who wants to do
1: another movie. And don't never underestimate movie studios' desire to milk IP. I mean, it's it is where they know they have their most chance for yeah. Success. Oh, d- don't get me wrong. I totally
2: get it. It's just I think that Training Day is a weird pull. Yeah. From the archives of <laughs>
1: Hollywood. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah. I just you know there are going to be a lot of weird pulls. Okay. In Hollywood. All right. So number three. Take that however you want. <laughs> yeah.
2: Continue. Disney is working on another live-action Inspector Gadget film.
1: Cool. Bring it on, man. Yeah. Will it be with Matthew Broderick? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Those movies did not do well. He's great though. Uh, Matthew like Broderick's great. I do like Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Ferris Bueller, man. Yeah. Uh no, bring it on. I'm I'm totally for this. This this will be fun. I I think Disney could do a lot with this property and have a good time but i also love gadgets and if the, i think if they lean i love in, inspectors well together then <laughs> yeah we got a movie for you guys <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> of movies going on here <laughs> we got a
2: movie for you
1: uh i think the i think it should lean heavy into the gadgets i think oh, part yeah. of the problem with not the problem but uh the first movies you know it was just it was kind of more leaning into the comedy, which is fine. The comedy's going to be a part of it, um, but really have fun with the weird gadgets that this guy has. The thing is, Disney already has an... Well, I guess
2: they had an Inspector Gadget, Iron Man.
1: Well, yes. So there's a form of that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I think uh, just lean really, in, like you said, into the gadgets. Make Penny and Brain hilarious. Yep. Don't show us Dr. Claw. <laughs> I mean,
1: there's... Andrew has laid down the gauntlet. Yeah, seriously. There will be no claw. Do
2: you want to know why Inspector Gadget got a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Just because you showed you Dr. showed us claw. who Doctor Claw was. <laughs> Did you watch the cartoon at all growing up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit. You, you get what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He was just he was a hand and a cat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a hand, and he had that voice. I'll oh, get you next time, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> it was yes, kind of exactly. like a, a jigsaw
1: in a way. But uh, when you show him, it, it like it it takes it almost ruins it, right? It, it takes does. a lot of the menace out of it. Now all of a sudden, it's like Carrie Oles and Liar Liar, like here comes the claw. You know, it's just like, <laughs> come on, the claw. <laughs> uh, I thought Jim Carrey was the claw in Liar Liar. Well, he did a good version, and then Carrie Oles was like trying to take over for him because he was like the stepdad. You're, you remember this? I remember Cary. Carrie...
2: Oh. Now and yeah, he was trying he was to do trying his, to, his version of the claw. Y- yeah, and it just didn't here work. Here comes the, the claw. claw.
1: <laughs> so, like, Jim Carrey is the original cartoon version of yeah. the claw, and then <laughs> the Carrioles is the new one where it's like, here, just show it. I'm not going to lie. It's been forever since I've seen. You should uh, watch it again. Uh, liar, Liar. You should watch it again. So,
2: it took me a while to get
1: there, but man, it, yeah. it is great. So, there
2: we go. Yeah, Phil's got it. A mean hand
1: and a cat. That's Dr. Claw. Yeah, it's an audio podcast, Andrew. It's an audio podcast. Are you sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) It is a little bit of both. Yeah. But Phil did pull up a picture. But you know what else? What else? That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care? Very nice. Well, we got a couple movies to get to today, so let's get right to them. Mm -hmm. We're going to kick it off with Gemini Man.
0: 25 years ago, he took my blood. He made you from me been lying to you the whole time he told you you were an orphan and all the people in the world to come after me why would he send you because i'm the best you are obviously not the best you're just trying to rattle me i'm trying to save you
1: Henry Brogan is an elite assassin who becomes the target of a mysterious operative who can seemingly predict his every move. To his horror, he soon learns that the man who's trying to kill him is a younger, faster, cloned version of himself.
2: Uh,
1: the guy's so cool, they named the character's last name bro Gun.
2: Bro-Gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Bro-Gun. So, so Ang Lee brings his Gemini man with uh, Will Smith and Will Smith, uh, <laughs> yeah. or a version thereof. And uh, also brings it to us in HFR, although we didn't have any local HFR showings, no. so I did not. Get I, it. I, did you check to see if Branson had? HFR? I didn't check to see if Branson did. I'm going to be seeing it in HFR uh, this week, so I, oh, I can really? report back on whether that makes a difference. In, in case you don't know, HFR stands for high frame rate, 120, uh, and he filmed it in 4K, 120 fps. Both eyes for 3D.
2: I'm just curious how many terabytes, like what's above a terabyte? Oh, yeah, what's yeah above a petabyte. A, ter- a petabyte? Yeah. How many petabytes? Because it had to have been in that range. <laughs> yeah. Of just pure... Well, yeah, raw. It's not even compressed video at that point. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: That's insane. It is. An amount of... Uh, here's how insane it is. There is literally no theater in the United States of America that can show it in that format. <laughs> there there's literally it really does not have the capability any theater in the country of showing both eyes at 120 fps the highest it can be shown is like six 60 year. fps yeah. in each eye so yeah so it's it's pretty incredible
2: I wonder if they'll do one of those uh, release later on, like once a theater
1: can actually I don't do know. it. I don't know. Neither of us have given a general opinion on this movie No, we yet. haven't. But I wanted to kind of get the technical stuff out <laughs> sure, there first, sure, sure, sure. because we're not really going to talk about that, because we didn't see it in that way. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to let people know that right up front. Uh, but yeah, did you like it, uh, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just Okay low side of okay like really close to didn't like it i'm right there with you yeah. uh, we're going to agree for once we've been disagreeing a lot we we've been, for been disagreeing like, a lot buddy, the last few I weeks missed you. <laughs> i missed you i was too man. no uh, vigor and vinegar today <laughs> uh, no i may have liked it a little bit more than you um, but i'm 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 firmly i'm firmly in the just okay department i can i can nail down what's wrong with this movie do you want to start there
2: yeah all right benioff <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> that's a hundred percent. What happened here? I hear the the not the script, but the dialogue in this movie is so cringeworthy. Mm. It's so bad. Yeah, that it it's just, not great.
1: No, it's it's not even not great. I think that's giving it too much credit. Well, here's here's what uh, here's the uh, I think there are several. Of I don't think it's just that. I think this movie's story itself is really bland. There's there's not a lot going on here beyond. The big story, you know, movement of oh, it's his younger version of himself, which we all know going I th- in. So. I don't think there's
2: really an underlying message in this movie
1: either. There, there, had, is, there is a little. There is a little bit. Um, I
2: think I see what they were trying to do, but it it didn't come across as that message. Ha- did
1: you pick up on any of the kind of the meta aspect of Will Smith himself and his career, and kind of the idea of you know digital movie making? coming to, you know, take over because it's cheaper and you can, you know, you understand what I'm saying? like I didn't pick up on that. There's, there's a little bit of meta-ness about the movie industry itself mm-hmm. um, that you can pick up on. But there is, you're right, there's not a lot here that's meaningful yeah. um, beyond what's on the surface. And there's yeah. some stuff on the surface about... You know, uh, fixing
2: like a uh, trying to write your past and stuff like yes. that. Yeah, exactly. But even that is so like wishy-washy it on is. Like, what they were
1: trying to say. It is. If not wishy-washy, it's very bland. You know, it's yeah. just it's there's not a lot to it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So that I think you're right. I think that is what r- this movie really I just came away from it just going. Well, I just, that, I didn't find that interesting. Yeah. I was beyond the technical stuff, which I did find very interesting. That is,
2: like, we are in an age right now where movies like Lion King and mm-hmm. now this, I can point to and say, S- I didn't think we could get to this level. Mm-hmm. And every single time I say that we're always, you know, somebody pushes the boundary. Yeah, Movies like Lion King and Gemini Man have pushed boundaries in my mind as far as, like, how realistic something looks.
1: Yeah, we're, we're we are, we stro- are, we are climbing out of the uncanny valley. That's for sure. It's a dip in the road right now. <laughs> like, on, yeah, it's, just, it's, yeah. well, I will tell you, uncanny the, puddle, the, uh, <laughs> uncanny pothole. The, the final scene was the uncanniest of the valleys to me. There's a final scene that's in broad daylight and I'm right there with you. And it was, I, I mean, it was bad. It, it, there were moments <laughs> during that, there were moments during that scene where I was like, whoa, mm. dude, like, Spend a little more time, or changes because. It, it, but other than that, and not not only was it in broad daylight. The other difference was there's a difference between joy and consternation. And I wonder if consternation is easier to. I think you're making
2: up words. I think the word you're looking for is <laughs> constipated.
1: No, now I think I was going for consternation. Constitution. <laughs> uh, I think that I think maybe it's easier to get a realistic look with all kind of like the the forehead furrowed and things like that. Smiles are really hard, and I think that is something. So many muscles go into smile. Yes, that's why and, I don't do it. And we are so much more. We are so much more adept at understanding what a real smile on a human looks like. You know, so I don't know. I it's it's one of those things that um, that there were a couple things going against it, but other than that one scene, I it blew me away. Yeah, I mean the emotion and and we should say this younger version of Will Smith is a fully digital character in yeah. this movie now i'm sure there was reference work done but oh, as far uh, as what you see on the screen that's all ones and zeros yeah
2: well i mean I, have you seen like any of the making of i have not yeah it, they will smith did both parts like, right you know like yeah. they put the dots on his face and everything and i i can only imagine how difficult it is to work with that rig on your head yeah and um so i gotta say from a performance standpoint will smith doing both of these He's really good. He is. He's, I love he's one of his, our best, man. He is. And uh, I'm, what I mean by that is, yes, this is technically a clone of the same person. But you can see in the way that he's doing these performances, like the different upbringing. You know, one was raised, you know, differently mm-hmm. than the other. Yes, they may be clones, but I can still tell, besides a different physicality, how different these two guys are. Yeah. And
1: I just think... From a performance standpoint, Will Smith really knocks it out of the park. I really, really, really love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I, she is one of my favorite new actresses. She's
2: not a damsel in distress in this one. No, no, she's
1: not. She's uh, kicking butt. And she
2: wasn't in Tin Cloverfield Lane either. Like, she's... More so in this, because technically she was a damsel in distress. But well, <laughs> she was... It was
1: was it, it, when I hear that, I think of somebody who needs to be saved. Yeah. She was saved, right? And <laughs> <In> tingle over feeling. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. I was just going for a joke, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, Benedict Wong. Anytime he he pops up, I'm a fan. I, not in this though. Really, you didn't think he was funny? I thought he was great comic relief. No. Okay.
2: Fair I enough. I think I I just saw him like that was his sole purpose, and I need a character to be more than that. Yeah. In in a movie where so much is lacking, I'm like you gotta you can't just have somebody that basic. Yeah, but like you, I love Benedict Wong. I think he's great, but in this one, he just didn't really serve any purpose at all.
1: Um, the, there are since we're on negatives. The other thing in this that was really weird to me in this movie is the way it treated secondary characters, uh, or maybe tertiary characters. Maybe you know, not even the secondary characters, but the level beyond that. There were a couple moments where. We would go to, you know, and I don't want to do any spoilers, so this could be, I promise you, one of about four or five different characters we meet, yeah. and they are uh, funny, engaging, have good chemistry with Will Smith, and then they're gone for the rest of the movie, yeah. and it's like, why Why didn't you just introduce me to that cool guy? And then nothing else, you know. And yeah. there are various reasons they're gone for the rest of the movie on the various different characters. But, but others... I swear that happens with four or five different characters. Yeah, in this movie. And what is that? <laughs> it's really strange, yeah, right? I, I totally get it. Yeah, are, like you can't. Are you setting up sequels like where they come yeah, back or something? I don't like know. That? Yeah. I, I guess in some weird way. There's an authenticity to that that most movies don't have. Yeah, because like most some people just disappear. That's right. In most movies, if you have a speaking role, you play a part in the the story. And in this one, that is not true. Yeah. Um. So I I guess maybe you should applaud the movie for that a little bit. But there's I, I think there's a reason that movies you know kind of condense the characters in a way. This movie's not going for realism. Yeah. So. Right. Now, fair enough. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you don't get you don't get bonus points for yeah. something you weren't trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing to me as well. Yeah. Um
2: There's an action sequence in this. I'll just say it takes place in Colombia. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really give anything away. It might be one of the best action sequences ever. I uh, it is the.
1: Sole reason you're just okay with this movie
2: (laughs) instead of hating
1: it. That's not what I was gonna say, but you might be right, yeah, because it is mind blowingly good, yeah, it is really good. Uh, but no, it is the sole reason that I'm going to seek out an HFR theater and make sure I see this in high frame rate because I cannot wait to see the action in this movie. At sixty frames a second, yeah, in three D, like it's I, I'm very, very excited. So, um, it it's it's great, and there's a couple other action scenes that are okay too. But the but one, that one, the one you're talking about is, is, amazing.
2: Yeah, like honestly, I could say go see the movie just for that. Sure, yeah. But uh, the rest of the movie, I'm like, <laughs> it sounds weird. After that's over, you can leave. You don't need to see the rest of the movie. <laughs>
1: I mean, may, again, maybe for the technical achievement, maybe for Will Smith's performance, which we both really liked. Yeah. Um, you know whose performance I really didn't like? Though, tell me. Clive Owen. Oh, why not? He's like, guess who's the villain? <laughs> hey! <laughs> but this whole movie's kind of like that. So uh, this whole movie is right there on the surface. Yeah. It's not like the movie was trying to hide that fact in any way.
2: But, like, I don't see any, like... I like there's with a good villain you understand where they're coming
1: from. He's just as Correct.
2: basic a villain as Ronan the Accuser and Guardians no, 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 of the Galaxy. No, no, you're right.
1: No, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is he, definitely he's a fair tra- point.
2: Like he's given horrible dialogue to really m- make you think that he's like trying to be good, but it's so bad and his performance is so phoned in. I think that it just doesn't come across as anything worth viewing. Yeah. He's like, who's getting a paycheck? This guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It it does feel... I I mean... (sighs) Again, lots of things go into her performance. He's not given a lot of good material to work with here. Thanks, Benioff. Uh, the
2: <laughs> does this make somebody's does this, bitter? Does this movie and like how it's written
1: and stuff make you worried about the Star Wars stuff that Benioff's going to be working on? No, my brain doesn't operate that way. It just really? like yeah, I don't. I was just having a conversation with somebody about this recently that I I am just the person who gives every piece of content the shot and then decides then because there are too many examples of writers who have written stuff I thought was terrible that, you know, then blew me away or, or vice versa, by the way, you know what I mean? There's just, again, there are so many factors, especially with movies that I know I just don't get worried. I just, the only time I get worried is if I'm really invested in the material itself then maybe a little bit of worry will creep in like oh i just i want this to be so good mm-hmm. you know um and but but star wars even stuff i'm really excited about like that that i love i'm not invested in a way that you know ties anything meaningful about myself to it you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's not going to hurt me if it's bad um so no i i'm not too worried fair enough we'll we'll see what happens okay you got anything else you want to throw
2: at this movie? No, I
1: think we've pretty much covered it. There's uh, no no post credit scene. No post credit scene. I stole scene. your you yeah, you st- did. Stole your uh, one more thing.
2: Uh, <laughs> this isn't really a dig. It's going to sound like a dig, and I don't mean it to be. I love it. Do you remember whenever we were doing our um, possible like a uh, potential movie awards? Yeah. And you said that you thought that this might be a uh, a contender. Like yeah. it might be a best picture contender. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not at all. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't even see Will Smith cracking into the actor race. Actually, there's a, uh, there's one award. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just saying there's so many. He's not beating acting performances. Yeah. Yeah,
2: this movie will win an award. Well, it's up between it and Lion King for digital effects or something like that. So yeah this is going to be visual effects i think is the award what did i say digital
1: effects yeah it's the same thing pretty much (laughs) pretty much now yeah kind of is
2: but uh yeah i could see that's the only one it's like going to be nominated for although it might be nominated for like cinematography because some of the camera work that's going on during that Mm -hmm. that columbia is like so good that whole action scene is just so good yeah but
1: uh, I, yeah. for one, here's how I'll sum, sum up my views. I, for one, am thankful that there are directors like Ang Lee who want to push the boundaries of technology, who want to see what they can you know, do with the newest, latest, greatest tech. James Cameron is the, the same way. The omnipotent James Cameron. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I'm glad that they are doing it. Uh, in this case, the material just didn't live up to... Uh, and that's not to say you can't do both. You can. It's just in this case, I think the, um, the story forest is lost in the technical trees. I think a good example of a movie doing both is Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, sure. I think yeah. that's fair. So Very fair indeed. All right, you ready to move on? Yeah. All right, let's go on to our uh, second movie of the week. Let's talk about El Camino. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. That's the full title. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie reunites fans with Jesse Pinkman uh, in the wake of his dramatic escape from captivity. Jesse must come to terms with his past in order to forge some kind of future. This gripping thriller is written and directed by Vince Gilligan, uh, who did Breaking Bad, as well as many of the greatest X-Files episodes. (laughs) Yes, he did. As well as the movie Hancock. (laughs) Uh, at least he wrote that.
2: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. did you? It's one of his first things. I love Vince Gilligan. He's I'm a, I'm kind of a fanboy.
2: I, I, I know a that, little yeah.
1: bit of a Vince Gilligan fanboy. Uh, so he is bringing this universe back with this movie. It's about two hours long and it solely focuses. I shouldn't say solely, but it focuses on Jesse Pinkman's um, time right after yeah. that. So what did you think? It's on Netflix, by the way. Yes. Did you like it? Love it? Dislike it? Hate it? Or it was just okay. I really liked it. I really liked it as well. It's agreement all day long. Yay. Yay. Mom and dad are back together. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, I had a really good time with this. I did too. Uh, it didn't blow me away. No. It, it wasn't one of those things where I came away going, oh, <laughs> But it was one of those things I came away going, I'm so glad he did that. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed checking in on this story and uh, and kind of seeing where it went.
2: Aaron Paul's still
1: got it, man. Yeah, he's great. Oh,
2: I, he's so good in this. Like At the beginning of this movie, when he's going through like his PTSD moments and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah. it's just so authentic and like heartbreaking. Because our, we're going to spoil Breaking Bad. We're yes. not going to spoil El Camino in this discussion, right? but we're going to spoil Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, if you have
1: not seen Breaking Bad, then, yeah, you may hear some things. It's the
2: only way we can do any kind of discussion oh, totally, for this. totally, totally. So, um, this is, you know, Walter White's dead, and uh, he is escaping, literally, in the El Camino. That's like the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. It picks up right where this movie left, leaves off from yeah. the show. People have aged well, uh, besides, like, uh, Jesse Pullman. He looks a little bit... (laughs) Plemons, you mean? What did I say? Oh, Pullman, yeah. No, yeah, Jesse Plemons. Mm -hmm. uh, He's a little bit thicker, and (laughs) he looks a little bit older than he did in the show, which, you know, it happens. Yeah. but still the, the same character, though. Still the same character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, he's good. He's a good actor. Now,
1: uh, just, <laughs> just by saying that, if you know uh, anything about Breaking Bad, you know that this movie deals in flashbacks. Yes. And, um, and I'm just going to start here because I think it's really the only thing I didn't like about the movie, and even, even this isn't that much. Uh, I think because of that, because the structure is so flashback-dependent, that it does hurt the pacing of the movie every once in a while. I think because we are forced to jump back and forth in time so much uh, that the movie loses a little bit of forward momentum. Um, It's not horrible. It's not bad. It was never to the point where I was like, oh, can we just get on with this? Mm -hmm. But there's this thing that Vince Gilligan can do and did in Breaking Bad where the energy of the story picks up momentum and then by the end it's just like ah and yeah. this isn't able to do that because it has to keep jumping back and, and or because it wants to keep jumping back yeah. and telling more of the story. I did go back and I
2: watched I think the first two seasons uh, in you know preparation for this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Uh Vince Gilligan does a lot of flashbacks in those first two seasons. He he does so- some yeah, there's there's a lot more than I remember. Okay, fair and maybe enough. maybe it's just I remembered them because after watching this movie, like you, I'm like, man, there was a lot of flashbacks. But then I started thinking, oh yeah, there was a lot of flashbacks in Breaking Bad too. Like uh, Walter White, like going back to when he uh, before he was a teacher and he worked mm-hmm. for um, what's it's the German name of that company. It's I don't remember off the top of my head. It's Black and Gray, or it's a uh, White and Gray in German. Okay, because. Uh, his partner, his last name was Gray. Right. So, uh, anyway, um, so like, yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks in this show. I was uh, worried that the show was going to do that just for cameo sake, but I think every single flashback, most ev- most every flashback, had a purpose that mm-hmm. was actually, you know, I it, felt it, meaningful it, to me. Yeah, it it wasn't just there for flashback sake.
1: Uh, there were two, at least two that I can think of specifically. Uh, and maybe even three of these flashback moments that were really emotional for me um, oh yeah the, the one out in the desert <laughs> there's one out in the desert yeah. uh there was one um there, well actually actually this wasn't a flashback uh that i got emotional at i guess all this to say i found this this movie really emotional. Like I, I thought there were some really beautiful moments, character moments. Um, but, uh, there's a skinny Pete moment in this that just Mm -hmm. caught me out off guard out of nowhere and kind of welled up a little bit. And yeah, it's just, I, I, it's really well done. I had a really, good time kind of experiencing these characters again and and going through this
2: mm-hmm. i was worried going into this movie that they weren't gonna give me any like real reason for re-entering breaking bad world i guess maybe uh better call saul has like you know kind of eased into like oh you're not just making this movie just because you can make this movie right yeah, yeah. it felt like you know i was as most of us were we were curious what was going to happen with Jesse Mm -hmm. and I think that this movie kind of delivers on that you know yeah, it's a good send off I
1: totally agree yeah Um, I think visually uh, Vince Gilligan has some of his nice Vince uh, Gilligan touches in this movie Uh, there is a scene where he is looking for something and Vince does this shot from above oh that was so cool it it blew me away I was like I don't like i'm in my brain i it was so good that i actually got distracted by thinking how like how did he do this yeah. you know um so yeah i found i thought that was great yeah
2: he also has some great scenery shots in this movie mm-hmm. you know just to make you realize how barren yet beautiful this uh area the albuquerque the wasteland. albuquerque <laughs> yeah wasteland wasteland is a little harsh but yeah well Oh, well, there's a lot of apparently bodies and drugs buried out there. <laughs> right, yeah. But uh yeah, man, this beautifully shot, beautifully performed. Um and it's not not to give too much weight, but the stakes aren't really that high in this. But not it's
1: overall.
2: But compared to what was going on in Breaking right. Brad.
1: Not overall, but somehow in a couple moments he manages to turn up the stakes really high in some really tense you know ways and that when i say the flashbacks uh kind of hurt the pacing that that for me is is kind of what i'm talking about because these big moments and i don't want to spoil them uh that happen aren't given the room they need to continue to build on each other and so we're just kind of left with sporadic big tense moments. Yeah, uh, that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed them anyway. But um, but yeah, that just kind of further explains a little bit of what I was talking about uh, with the pacing. But there is a you know an old west type standoff. Oh, that's this, so fun in this movie that is really fun and really tense. Yeah. So good villain and funny. Yeah, he hasn't lost a sense of humor either. You know, there's some really funny stuff in this.
2: You can tell that the jesse that we saw from like the first couple seasons is not the same jesse because of what happened to him in that final season when mm-hmm. he was kidnapped and yeah imprisoned and stuff and that definitely changed him and you could see he has a kind of mentality of i'm gonna survive i'm gonna do what i can to survive but if this is my time then
1: hey let's go yeah so
2: man aaron paul's good yes so good
1: yes way to go fellow aaron You have done well. My second favorite Aaron of all time. (laughs) Aaron Dicer. Somewhere Aaron Eckhart is crying in a corner. He's a good (laughs) two-face. Anything else you wanted to mention about this? I feel like we haven't said a ton, but that's kind of because... I don't know. it's, It's just... It's, it's not like, something we want to spoil for you if you're a Breaking Bad fan. Yeah, so. it, it does feel like Breaking
2: Bad. I will say that. It doesn't feel like it's you know overly produced, and it, feel, it feels like it's outside of like how the tone and the vibrancy that you got from Breaking Bad. It feels like a long Breaking Bad episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I totally yeah. agree.
1: Good job, Vince. Uh, he hasn't let me down yet. Well. Better Call Saul is still one of the best shows on TV. Yeah, Can't wait for it to come back. Ditto. Oh, Vince. I got to watch season two
2: three or four whatever this newest season was
1: really yeah you're behind i better call Saul I'm, be- I'm behind oh I'm judging you <laughs> I'm judging you not really uh yeah Ding, shame <laughs> shame if you enjoyed Breaking Bad and uh, if you didn't why not uh, but if you if you enjoyed Breaking Bad I think you're going to have a great time with El Camino so yeah, yeah I would definitely yeah. check it out uh, ready to move on to the best ever challenge yeah yeah, buddy. All right. We're going to do best ever twin movies. Um, and those are going to be movies that feature <laughs> twins. So. I have a
2: feeling. Yes. We both have the exact same top five, just in a different order. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like my top five. Yeah. Besides. I can't imagine which. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. In fact, I think my five may be your number one. It just depends on, you know. Let's just go Let's through just it, go shall we? It. I want you to start off, though. Uh, my at five is is The Shining. Mine too. Oh, very nice. Yeah, we're one for one. Hey, wow! I don't know if there's ever been an episode of Siv Pop with uh, more agreement than this one so far. Hey, yeah. Uh, what he doesn't know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is that I
2: hacked into his computer, saw all of his decisions and list, and I just copied and pasted. Andrew
1: was like, oh, we've got to bring back the yeah. We've got to bring back Pop. the love. Um, yeah, I have The Shining in number five. Yeah, uh, you know it is uh, absolutely astonishing performance. Uh, there's some astonishing work going on here. Uh, it is. Yeah, I I'm not a horror movie guy. Yeah, but I can really respect this movie and how well it's made. Yeah. So
2: come play the, with us, Danny. <laughs>
1: that's the the most of my uh, my <laughs> thoughts. It, it recently came out with a restoration. Did you go see it? No, restored. I didn't. Nah, um I am excited
2: for Doctor Sleep, though. That's going to be a fun movie. Yeah, that's uh, probably, that's why
1: it came out, right? Because the the is it a it's, prequel? That's it's a sequel. Out? Sequel that's coming out.
2: Yeah, Danny Torrance is all grown
1: up. Ah, very nice. You and my so that's my number five, and yeah. also yours as well. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about it? No,
2: um like you said, it's the story of the making of the movie is almost as fascinating as the actual movie itself. So if you haven't seen the making of the shining documentary, really, really good. I just wanted to give that a shout out. All right, number four. Adaptation.
1: Ah I have it at number three. Okay. So so far, Close. you are correct. Yep. Close enough. If you have it at three, I'll let you go ahead. Well, I just—I mean, we just talked about it last week, didn't we? Did we? Oh yeah, we did.
2: Because uh, I, lo- I was—I—I I, uh, mistook it for Anomalisa. Yes, I remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: this movie is great. Uh, adaptation is—is is the prime example of meta film, meta filmmaking <laughs> um in in the meta dictionary under meta meta it just has uh, a picture it has a picture of Nicolas cage in adaptation yeah. um and says which character is this donald
2: kaufman is one of the most likable <laughs> characters i've ever seen in any movie ever uh yeah
1: no true yeah, Truth. I
2: love him. And the fact that Nick Cage can do that at such a, a polarizing end for Charlie Kaufman just shows that he, if he wants to, he can really put in a good performance to a movie. Yeah. It just has to be weird enough for his weirdness to, you know, be tolerable. Yeah, But you also have other great you know performances. Meryl Streep is great in adaptation. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, this is a great movie. You gotta... Is this a movie that you think, I don't know who I'd recommend this movie to. Everyone. You would recommend it to everybody? Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be one of those things like, oh, you didn't like it?
1: Nah, that that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I recommend it to everyone. And then if they don't like it, then we, I just don't ever talk to them again. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, how I, gonna... it's how I weed out the, <laughs> you know, my friend list. Fair enough. Yeah. Welcome to the movie that will determine if we could be friends. All right. Uh, you ready for your my four. number four? Yeah. Is uh, Star Wars A New Hope?
2: Uh, I'll trump you on that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's your number
2: two? Um, or your number three? Yeah. My number three is Social Network. Yeah, it's my number two. Okay. So I knew it! I, <laughs> knew it. I knew it. There's only one movie left, and I know it's your number one. <laughs> I knew it. So uh wait, what
0: are we talking about? A social, I don't network. Know social network. Social <laughs> network. Who knows
2: anymore, Andrew? The Winklevi, Yeah. as it they're hilariously called in this movie. Yes. Um uh, man, this movie is good. Oh man. Fincher is not doing a crazy dark evil movie here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to to some extent, he <laughs> I is. was going to
1: say, it's kind compared of... Compared to Seven. It's pretty crazy, compared, and when you really think about it, yeah. it's fairly dark.
2: Compared to Seven and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo right, and all of his other right. movies, this is tame. Even Fight Club is, you know, this tame's Fight Club. Sorkin, putting in some great work here. <sighs> this is like besides West Wing, this is like pure Sorkin dialogue. Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell. But it's believable because, you know, you think of Silicon Valley and that type of mentality mm-hmm. and like that fast pace, you know, just gotta talk, gotta talk, gotta talk, talk, talk. Yep. And like, yeah, it really lends itself. So I think this is a beautiful pairing between Sorkin and Fincher. Here. I think
1: Sorkin and Fincher should just work together for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I, or, I believe watching this, I believe that Jesse Eisenberg really was Zuckerberg. Like, yeah. I, he The way he his mannerisms the way he acted like I, I i was bought and sold every minute of it
1: so yeah yeah it's great stuff
2: yeah so your number two
1: uh my number two is no social sh- uh, social network okay so or no social sh- sh- set work no sh- if, sh- if, set work. if you prefer so then I've just got my number one which you know and you've yeah. got your number one which yeah. I know yeah so. so let's talk about yours first it's the prestige it's the prestige yeah yeah uh, <laughs> what a one, movie one of my favorite movies of all time <coughs> yep. it's a great list man there's some twins in great movies well I think at least in the top it's, five <laughs> it's a
2: fair there's like a fair amount of like superb prestige or uh pristine movies is uh-huh. what it, but it came out as prestige that have twins in them <laughs> uh-huh. and then the rest are like Mary Kate and Ashley also, movies. <laughs> man, when I was looking through, like the entire internet was like, "Oh, did you mean Mary Kate and Ashley movies?" Yeah, the, the bottom five is filled with those movies. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I uh, this is one. This is the only movie on the list where saying it's a movie with twins is almost it's a spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so there is that. Although with the magician movie, you could kind of yeah. uh, assume that is going on. Uh, I think people would be blown away if they knew how many. Twins work in magic. Like it's just oh, yeah. it's it's the easiest, uh, simplest trick, but audiences just believe it. You it's know? got a double. <laughs> that's, a that's, double. That's my Michael Kane. He's Mark got a double. Kine. Uh, I, I don't know what there remains to be said about the prestige other than if you somehow haven't seen it. What are you doing? See it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, this is the easiest movie to recommend to anybody, because mm-hmm. I don't think there's a single person on the planet who wouldn't appreciate it. Oh, I just love it so much. Yeah. I love the story in it. I love the, the message of it. I love the fact that it's also about movie making as much as it's about magic. Yeah. And the way Nolan... I mean, we well, know think... Nolan is a, a meta god, you know? Like, he loves doing meta things almost as much as Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones do. <laughs> uh, he just does them in a, a almost a grander kind of way, storytelling That's story a great way of way. putting it. Grander. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but yeah, prestige is just—it's a must see. I think it's for a ten, any movie. I lover. think it's
2: a ten out of ten. I think it's a perfect movie.
1: That's it's why, why it's in my my top movies of all time. But for me, it can't beat Star Wars. Yeah, and it can. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I, I go
2: back. I can look at just pick any Star Wars movie that mm-hmm. has to do with the luke and leia and i'll just pick empire strikes back yeah because i think that that's a perfect movie <laughs> yeah
1: i pick a new i usually just pick a new hope because it's kind of the purest one to me because it started it off um i don't know that i would say if you're telling me uh what which one's the best um i'd probably go with last jedi but that, <laughs> no, I yeah. just said that because we can't agree the whole episode. <laughs> no, I was just I, trying to get a fight going. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I was trying to think.
2: Last Jedi, remember which one? Oh yeah, Luke and Leia. They're technically in that one. But yes, yeah, yeah, they are. So. but yeah, I uh, was gonna say, um, I didn't, some people could even say Return of the Jedi because that's the first time it's revealed. <laughs> fair point. That uh, that's a fair Luke point. and Leia are twins.
1: But uh, yeah, it's you, Star George Wars. George Lucas didn't know they were going to be twins when he made the first one, did he? I have no idea what the guy was thinking. Okay, fair enough. There's a I just think some things would have been a little different.
2: There's a interesting, I don't know if it's a documentary or it's just like a little uh, informational video on YouTube where uh, whenever Spielberg and somebody else watched uh, A New Hope, they totally re-edited it because I guess George Lucas's cut, the original cut of this movie was so bad that Spielberg and them had to go back in and like re-edit it because like he didn't understand like uh, pacing and like uh, like that's fascinating a narrative story from like one uh, like scene to the next and how mm-hmm. one scene can inform another one like you can't introduce this character before you tell this part of the story and stuff like that so that's fascinating it makes me curious to see Lucas's original cut it was probably
1: movie. amazing it was probably world changing <laughs> It was. it would have been like the pulp fiction of the sci-fi universe well i think that star wars is already the pulp <laughs> oh
2: you're you're thinking from like a
1: tarantino yeah, a narrative standpoint yeah, where it's like jumping all over the place yeah uh no i get it i get star wars and basically you just shifted star wars up to number one from number four and everything else is exactly the same pretty much yeah right because you have star wars prestige social network adaptation shining yeah yeah there you go yeah uh. Andrew was right. I was right. Andrew was right. Not yeah. only was he right, we almost had him in the exact same order.
2: Yeah. Um, honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there are a few. Yeah. But
2: I don't think they're at the caliber of like the top no. five. Well, I think s- that I think there's a pretty good drop in quality. What about Enemy? I do love Denis Villeneuve. See, there's one that's. But it's my least favorite Denis Villeneuve <laughs> movie.
1: <laughs> what about Bowfinger?
2: That sounds so familiar. Which,
1: which <laughs> it's Eddie Murphy.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> oh, Bowfinger playing both parts. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Is he a twin though? I I think so. Or is he just a lookalike? Oh, maybe he's just a doppelganger.
0: Mm. Where does that the...
1: is a distinction? Yeah, chubby rain man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> what? Where's the Where's the movie Twins sit? Yeah, it was actually my first honorable mention. <laughs>
1: it's, I mean, it's on
2: Schwarzenegger there. Schwarzenegger and
1: DeVito. <laughs> no, you're right. You're, you're, <laughs> you're right, though. It's, it's not, uh, there's nothing of that quality, really. Yeah. Although I do have a soft place in my heart for the Parent Trap. Yeah. Uh, especially the original Parent Trap, I think is, is really sweet, really well done. Although the new <laughs> one's not bad either.
2: No, I was going to say I like the Lancet Lohan one. Um, this movie's not. Great, actually, it's not even good, but it's fun. If that makes sense, Stuck on You, you know, oh yeah, with Matt Damon. Yeah, and, uh, is it Greg Kinnear?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I was trying to think of the name of that movie.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's no good. Skeleton Twins is good. Skeleton Twins is another one I have. Yeah, yeah. it's really good.
2: uh Man in the Iron Mask, fine. i have that as well. Yeah,
1: I do enjoy that one. Uh, Legend, oh
2: Legend. I was just about to say Legend with a. Uh, uh, Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that movie as much as I was hoping it would.
1: No, yeah. I like his performances, but I didn't necessarily like the movie all that much. Yeah.
2: The chat wants to know
1: about Jack and Jill. Uh, no. Like <laughs> nope. Nope. Greatest movie of all time. Nope. And that is why we don't go to the chat during the show. <laughs> uh, all right. Army of Darkness has twins. Worth mentioning, really? Sure, it does. Well, I love Army of Darkness. Double Impact. Oh, Jean Claude. <laughs> all right, that's all I've got. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it does drop hey, off. You're, you're really saying you're the quality, really scra- the you're quality scraped does scraped drop off quite a bit. You're at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> With Jack and Jill and Double Impact,
1: I think Double Impact's more of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But not Jack and Jill. All right, before we move on to our buried treasure and finish this thing out, uh, just a huge thank you to our Sif Pop members. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, We are actually doing some upgrades currently with the way we're able to live stream this video to youtube uh and as if you've watched the youtube of this recording (laughs) you know maybe we need to do some upgrades on some stuff uh so that was just a technical difficulty it's always just a technical difficulty isn't it uh, so, yeah, so thank you for your support. Because of your support, we are able to do uh, that stuff. Uh, some more thank yous. More new Sifpop Pop members coming in this last week. Um, I think since we talked last week, uh, Matt came in at $5 a month, Darren came in at 20 bucks a month and Michael came in at 10 bucks a month. Guys, that's incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, and those are all three different levels with different perks and different fun stuff uh, that Sif Pop is uh, able to give you. Did somebody put a roof over your head? Uh, yeah, one of those is uh, is a uh, what, I forget what, the, the roofing crew. Roofing crew. Yeah, I think Darren's a part of the roofing crew now, nice. so thank you Darren, I'll get up on my roof now that it's cold and, uh, and sign another shingle.
2: Uh, Just as a weather report for the Ozarks, It dropped off and it got cold really quick. (laughs) There was no subtle
1: shift. No fall. There was no fall. Yeah. From 80 to 30. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Thanks, thanks, Missouri. Well, thanks, Missouri. But more authentically and honestly, thank you to our Sif Pop members (laughs) uh, and to our new members. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, You're allowing us to put out some some fun content and we couldn't do it without you. So much appreciated. You all are the real MVPs. The real MVPs uh all right let's move on to our buried treasure what's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about i'm gonna go with a show
2: that i just started rewatching because i loved it so much
1: nice the newsroom yes to, speaking of sorkin
2: <laughs> yeah I like how we kind of tied that in. I think the Newsroom, season one and season two, might be some of the best TV ever made. I think the Newsroom
1: pilot may be one of the best pilots ever produced. I
2: do say, I firmly believe that the pilot for Newsroom is the greatest pilot for any show ever.
1: Wow. So you've got it at number one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really like Actually, the Lost op- pilot too.
2: Oh man, Lost Pilot is good. But that the opening of the opening of the pilot for Newsroom. Yeah. Whenever uh, he's giving that speech mm-hmm. at that university is one of the most like eye opening. Why so- is America the greatest country? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. And like when you listen to that, you're like. I got goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. Look at this, people. <laughs> Thinking about the opening of that show just got me goosebumps. Audio
1: podcast, Andrew. Audio podcast. Tell
2: that to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe that's why the internet went out. It wanted this to be an only audio podcast. Yeah, right. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, that's a great choice. I'm glad you're rewatching it. Uh, I enjoyed it all the way through. I, I love I Sorkin. I didn't
2: love the last season as much. Right.
1: Really? I, it just I, because I felt it was rushed, which yeah. HBO stopped doing that. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit rushed, but it's still... I mean, Rushed Sorkin is still better than 90% of everything That's out true. there. So, Did you ever... I know you
2: started West Wing. Did you ever finish West I have Wing? I haven't
1: finished it. Oh, okay. I kind of go back to it every time I have a chance to do another episode. I'm yeah. kind of savoring it. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Imagine, it is really good. Imagine that.
2: But I, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people would disagree with me. I think that Newsroom is better than west wing oh wow yeah yeah because i think that quality over
1: quantity there's some phenomenal episodes of west wing well you want to hear my hot take oh yeah i think sports night is better than all of them oh son what's going on i love sports night i it's it's my favorite sorkin show was sports night
2: before or after west wing uh
1: after west wing i think it was the next thing he did after west wing okay um, he said after Newsroom he's not doing TV anymore, yeah. which is really sad. It is sad. Because Studio 60 is great, too. He's, I never saw that one. You never saw Studio 60? hmm Very nice. Yeah. It's very, well, very good stuff. Maybe that might be a buried treasure for me later on. <laughs> maybe it but could no, be. But no, I cannot recommend Newsroom enough. It's so good. Well, interesting that you went back to something you love. Because I did. I went back to something I love as what well. What is with this podcast? Um, you and I. It's a mobile game. Mm -hmm. Uh, called Influence. I may have actually talked about it before on the podcast, but I have fallen in love again with this game. I forgot how good it was, and they've added some new modes to it that I find really, really fun. The basics of this game are similar to the basics of Risk. uh, Oh you sold me already. (laughs) Or, you know, a dice game where you take over you know, places of, you know, on a board and then you can put troops in different places. In this case, it's just numbers and those numbers represent quote unquote influence. But then you attack numbers with other numbers and you see if you win and there's a certain percent chance. If you have one less than them, like you have a 25% chance of winning. There's a lot of really cool strategy in this game that I really enjoy. Uh, And then they added a dual mode that matches you with other online players. And so you can kind of get your online, line ranking up kind of thing and then they also added tournaments which are really fun um, and and the tournaments are really cool because they have different and interesting play rules so you're always having to adapt your strategy and so i've really re-fallen in love with this game and it's it is just one of those games I think I will play for my life it's just that fun you know like a lot of yeah. mobile games I'll download and I'll be like oh this is fun oh I beat it or oh I'm kind of tired of it now but this one I think I'll play for life are there so. any
2: microtransactions no Wow. no oh, microtransactions weird. no ads <clears throat> free man influence it's so much so different from my Marvel Strike Force <laughs> Which, by the way, I spent a couple hundred dollars in the last couple days yeah, on it. We, we assume, Andrew, Yeah, we all assume, Andrew.
1: We all assume you're spending all of your, uh, all your supplemental income on A lot uh, of money
2: that went into that game. But I'm glad you found a free fun game. <laughs> yes. that sounds. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Wait, for people who are always wondering where are the whales, this is the picture of a whale right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I am firmly, like, I am the epitome of a whale. So
1: yeah, especially today with all the makeup still on and yeah, thanks. <laughs> in the stench of marijuana coming from the other side of the room. No,
2: it, I, I pine sawed it. It doesn't smell. Actually, nope, it doesn't smell like pine- weed anymore. Uh, very
1: good, very good. It smell
2: like well, cheap weed too. There you go, Andrew. Yeah, we
1: did it. Woo! We did a, a big old hug of a podcast where we agreed on everything
2: i love this podcast I'm so glad you guys made up <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes it's very nice by the mm-hmm. by i went
2: and i rewatched joker yeah yeah it's still one of the greatest movies still, though, a still a masterpiece a masterpiece
1: just had to ruin our perfect day I know. bringing up joker
2: sorry man <laughs> i need people to see this movie It's so good but i'm so glad we had an episode where we were friends again.
1: it was a love fest yeah. it was an absolute love fest Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player of choice. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again. I love you, man. I love you, too. Huge thanks to Phil for producing producing the show, uh, both audio and video. And if you want to check out the video, that is on YouTube. Phil didn't say I love you back. Yeah, Phil. I know. (laughs) <laughs> ah, oh, 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 oh. Call back <laughs> Pulling the solo on you uh, Much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members For giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing Sport starts at three bucks a month And you get access to every bonus episode uh, We try to do one of those every single week uh, We try to send you some bonus audio of us Talking about something or other So uh, we'll do another one here in a little bit And that will go to all of our members at every level um, also, there's a monthly video hangout, that kind of fun stuff. Check it all out at patreon.com slash sifpop. Lots of ways to connect with us. Uh, feel free to comment, rate, uh, throw some stars at us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also email us with your siftquest at feedback at feedback@sifpop.com. Any question you have for us, we'd love to answer. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than breaking a properly welded gusset. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about Maleficent 2 and probably Zombieland Double Tap as well. And another two for next week. And uh, stay tuned for a few spoilers uh, that we'll do separately in your podcast feed. See you next week.